0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies.
1: For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right.
0: One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. This week, I'm sharing four short interviews that were conducted at the recent Adobe Summit in Las Vegas, Nevada. During this summit, Adobe unveiled a number of new products and features like the Adobe Firefly, which is a commercial-friendly generative AI offering, and many other things. I hope you enjoy these short conversations with Bridget Esposito, Vice President and Group Creative Director at Prudential Financial, Ryan Fleisch, Head of Product Marketing, Real-time CDP and Audience Manager at Adobe, Laura Krug, CMO at Kansas City Chiefs, and Vincent Washington, VP of CXM Best Practices Group at Sprinkler. All right, Laura, would you introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. I'm Laura Krug. I am the EVP and CMO of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl winning (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So we have to start the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl champs. That sounds amazing.
1: It was, it. it's honestly surreal. I only joined the organization about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Technically, I'm in my second season. So to get to go to Arizona, it was already thrilling to be there and then to kind of see it all happen. There's a video of me watching the Super Bowl. My hands are over my eyes because I just couldn't even, I, I was so nervous about how it was going to go, obviously for the team and the players, but there's so many people behind the scenes at the business that work so incredibly hard. Mm. Um, and when you can only have so much <laughs> say on an outcome of your, of your business, it's, it's kind of overwhelming, but it was amazing. Yeah. And the period was amazing. Yes. Coolest thing yeah. in my life. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah it was very cool
0: that's awesome I mean it's uh it definitely seems to be a once-in-a-lifetime thing if you think about like business and at the end of the day it's entertainment the football is entertainment yeah. for many 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 people but it is a business mm-hmm. and to have your business like the wins and the losses on the field out of control of most of like other than the players on the field and the coaches yeah it has to be like one of the most gut-wrenching business things to watch. <laughs>
1: it's hard because, yeah, people... You have know, the flip side where people will sometimes say to you, like, good luck. And you're like, man, I hope <laughs> the marketing team can make a difference in right. this game, which we, we do our best to certainly hype the guys up and and keep them excited and, and remove distractions. But it's unlike anything I've certainly ever worked with and certainly in my past, right? When it wins, everyone sees it. When you lose, everyone sees it. So you get the text messages from, you know, my mom Saying like, I'm so sorry you lost, and I was like, Do you know how many times I lost in my old businesses? You just didn't, you just didn't see it. So right. yeah, it's a very different business, but it's thrilling to say the least. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about your background before the Kansas City Chiefs. I was looking. There was stops at Anheuser Busch, yep. AB Bev, L'Oreal. Yeah. A lot of New York.
1: Yes, so, I grew up in Connecticut, so okay. I'm, I'm from the East Coast. I went to school out in Ohio, and mm-hmm. then. Um, When I graduated, I moved back to New York City and found my career starting at a media agency. And and that's kind of been the start of everything that I've gotten to do. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Awesome. And what was the pull to go to Kansas City?
1: So I spent all my career in New York City on the agency side and then the brand side. And then I went from beauty to beer, which was always a weird Transition. (laughs) It was a lot of questions at the time as to how did that work, (laughs) as I'm sure you're questioning now.
0: (laughs) It does on the surface sound different, but I'm not entirely sure their go to market is that different.
1: They're strangely similar, Similar, actually, which I think people don't realize. And at a certain level... The size of the company, right? There, mm-hmm. There's just similarities. Yeah. And then during COVID, actually, my husband's from Kansas City. Mm. We moved to Kansas City with our two children, actually for his job at a creative agency. And while I was living in Kansas City, still working for Anheuser-Busch um, remotely as as the rest of the world yeah. was, a skill and fate may have it, a, a recruiter reached out and said that the Kansas City Chiefs were looking for their first ever CMO and looking for someone to build out their marketing team. So it was... It was could not have been more perfect timing. Um, and as someone that is married to a Chiefs <laughs> lifelong <laughs> fan, I'm not sure who was happier on the day <laughs> that I got the job or, or when we won the Super Bowl. But yeah, so that's how I ended up there. That's funny. Uh, the Chiefs had never had a formal marketing team before I joined. Wow. Okay. Um, they never had a CMO. And to be a fan from the outside and to know how well run the organization was and to be given that opportunity was... I mean, it was a a real chance of the lifetime and certainly making the most of it now.
0: That's awesome. Well, so you're there now. You've won a Super Bowl. Yes. uh, Which we've covered. (laughs) What are you thinking about in terms of marketing? Like where where are you focusing? What are you focused on?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I really in between the winning of the Super Bowl, I mean, a large majority of the last, let's call it year and a half was really a lot of building of foundations Mm -hmm. in terms of having the organization understand the role Mm -hmm. of marketing, understand in the change management of understanding that we are not just the team, right? We are a brand. Mm -hmm. People are coming into the fandom of the chiefs, not only by attending a game, that's the number one way we want them to experience it, but there's a lot of other ways that people are becoming fans and that people are interacting with the brand every single day of the year. So that was kind of the first set of setting the foundation Mm -hmm. The big part of it was also empowering the internal employees to understand the roles that we play internally. So we are a marketing team for the brand. Mm. We are essentially an internal agency, if you want to say, for Mm -hmm. some of the other parts of our business, right? We have Arrowhead events where, you know, we have concerts that are coming to the stadium that we need to market. Um, We have youth programming. We have a handful of corporate partners where we essentially are creating custom content for them that is running on our channels. So Mm. there's been a lot of change management happening in terms of how we should set ourselves up, how we should structure ourselves mm-hmm. to be as efficient and effective as we can. But we have ambitions of becoming the of becoming the world's team, which sounds like a huge, crazy ambition. But we feel like we have all the ingredients, mm-hmm. including a Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. to help accelerate that. So I've just been really trying to spearhead that movement and mentality internally, both structurally team-wise, technology-wise, and just overall kind of fun, innovative ideas that have certainly gotten more people talking about our brand.
0: Mm. Well, I have a, a Dutch guy that I work with and he's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. I love to hear fan. that. My so, brother
1: lives in Amsterdam and he tells me that the Chiefs games are on. So <laughs> we're, we're moving yeah. slowly. Yeah. Global domination. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: Uh, watch out, Manchester United. <laughs> KC's exactly. coming for you. Exactly. Um, that's funny. That's funny, um well, I know you've also we're at Adobe Summit, that's yeah. where we're at, and you presented on kind of a I guess your journey around personalization and content at scale.
1: yeah,
0: love for you to talk about that and what maybe even to like what platforms were critical to that,
1: yeah, so as I said, in kind of my first year of getting settled and now really starting to implement change, one of the biggest opportunities I saw was the communication between our internal organization, right? We are a small family run business, which is crazy to say again, when you think about the chiefs, but we are. And so there wasn't really a formal or standardized process, right? For briefing the marketing team or even single source of truth, right? Where there's a lot of sticky notes and emails around requests and things like that. And so in my opinion, for us to become the world's team, we're going to need to make sure our foundations are pretty solid. So, Step 1 was structuring my team so that I had brand strategists, a project manager that came in that we that I brought over from ESPN and in that we knew that we had finite resources, we have finite people, we have finite time, so we needed to find a technology solution that could help mm-hmm. add a layer of to our business. And so we went through the process with our IT partners and explored a a variety of different platforms, but we needed one that wasn't just going to be off the shelf. Our business is very unique. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure everyone says that, but it is, (laughs) or we think it is. And so we partnered and we brought in Adobe Workfront and that was really our first step, if you want to say, in terms of the digital and technology transformation Mm -hmm. to at least make sure that we had a single process. We have a way of f- tracking work. We have a way of understanding the work that we're delivering and therefore also valuing so we can show the impact that marketing has on the total business.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And you described your business a little bit ago, and I don't think people think about it this way, but I mean, you're a team, but you're also a venue. You're also almost a, you're a media company in many respects, right?
1: Yeah, we, we haven't said it probably too externally in terms of media or anything, but we have begun to really internally make the comments and the messaging that we are a a sports and entertainment premium experience, right? Um, We want to be entertaining our fans at every touch point that we have both on the field, at concerts, at Monster Jam, at youth fog treatments, but also on our social channels, right? We know how hard it is for organic reach to grow but we are unlike a traditional cpg in that we don't have massive advertising budgets right also for those that you for you and for those that don't know within the nfl each club has a very set ruling in terms of where you can traditionally advertise your brand right we have our hma so we can't go to the cowboys or the bears right we we need to play together as a league so when you have those limits you need to use non-traditional media, if you want to say, or I don't know if it's non traditional anymore. I guess some people still think it is, but influencers and earned media and organic channels become that much more important. So it's really been an evolution internally, but then starting externally to talk more about it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm curious as you were going through that process and you, and maybe even just with Workfront, like from a pro, like putting that process and workflow in place, like were there any ahas or like surprised learnings that you had coming out of that?
1: Um... One is that no one had the same terminology. (laughs) So, you know, what was a brief? What was an ask? What was a custom piece of content? What was a request? What you know, there was no consistency into what people are asking. So that was maybe not an aha moment, but I kind of, I feel like it came to light. The other big thing is that we realized that our business is different, that that we have these different groups, if you want to say that we service and we needed to make sure that we personalize the at least the framework that worked with each of them yeah um we've also i think the biggest aha has been now within workfront we're able to have a dashboard and see how much time different departments of marketing are working on things. So it has allowed us to then go back and have amazing constructive conversations with our partnership team to say, Hey, when you're doing a new deal and you are including right, right, a certain number of custom pieces of video, right? Right. There's a a large amount of production and resources that go against it. That's something that you could bring as even more value when you go back into the market. So again, it's, it's, it's having much more of a commercial approach as well, Mm -hmm. but there's been many, (laughs) many (laughs) aha moments and I'm sure, um, my project manager could give you a slew of other ones that (laughs) that she has felt on her day to day. That's
0: funny. That's funny. Well, we are at Adobe summit. So I'm curious and we're on day two, if there's any key insight that you've taken away from being
1: here. Everyone wants to do personalization at scale. That is my takeaway. So no, I'm, I think what's actually, it's, so I've never been to this summit. I know this is the first one back um, in person. I think what's really cool to see and obviously coming from a professional sports team is really the mixture of brands, agencies, obviously Adobe partners that are all coming together and how similar a lot of the challenges are, which I think certainly makes me feel a little bit better in the sense of a lot of people are going through these kind of evolution challenges in terms of how businesses are run. But also it feels like technology is being used much more purposefully. I feel like there's not just this endless feeling of just putting technology everywhere just to put it there. I think businesses, both on on the technology side and on the brand side are just being a lot more thoughtful around what technologies make the most sense. And then also having the right consistency in terms of implementing it, because that's the thing that we have found at work with Workfront. It's one thing to have a solution, but if people then don't use the solution, it's a massive waste of time and energy. So I think people are—that's what a theme I've heard. Just a, a purposefulness of implementing technologies for the right reasons to the business to actually drive impact.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Well, on a personal level, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better. Like, is there a piece of advice that you've gotten that you're like, that's the best piece of advice I've ever gotten?
1: It's a great question. I will say, <laughs> I think believe in best intent is one of the best pieces of advice I've been given and I give now in terms of changing business or changing mentalities, right? It changes hard for Mm -hmm. people. Evolution of thinking differently can be challenging and exciting. And I believe in businesses, sometimes people don't create the relationships that they should. And so things get lost in translation, things get lost in email. Believing in best intent is something that I was told early on. I bring it in my business day to day and then we talk a lot about progress, not perfection, which <laughs> as someone that loves perfection is hard to say, but I am um, every day you're feeling like there's progress being made and you should award and celebrate that within your organization.
0: I love that. Yeah. Those are, those are great. Those are I'm, I'm <laughs> See, gonna, now
1: believe in best intent. I know. When you get that email, you're like, Hmm.
0: Yeah. Stop. Think. Stop.
1: Think before cool I respond. Down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they,
0: they really mean the best. They really mean the best. <laughs> They're
1: not trying to be mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, is it? Is there there something you're trying to learn more about today or you're trying to, you think marketers in general need to learn more about?
1: I think one of the things that um, I was speaking with someone last night, which I think is something I'm personally excited for, but I think our business is, there's obviously some brands out there that have done loyalty programs unbelievably well. Obviously, Starbucks comes to mind. I know Chipotle is leading their efforts in their loyalty program and, and providing personalized experiences. I think that's really exciting for a brand like ours. We have a loyalty and a rewards program, but it's, it's definitely very focused on season ticket members or uh, game goers thinking about a rewards program on rewarding fandom regardless, or in addition to being at a game, I think is really exciting. And how can we find the right partners and technologies to do that? So yeah, it's something I'm really excited about.
0: That's awesome. And so a non-business question, <laughs> we're having a little fun at the last, last question for you. Is there one thing you love or one thing you hate, or maybe you're feeling feisty and you want to do both of those things?
1: Let's see. <laughs> so... <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, but because we're only in Vegas, I will say this. So I I love magic. I think it's cool. I I know it's so weird that I'm saying this out loud, but I just think it is one of those things that, you know, is not real. And yet it makes you happy every time that you see it. So I love it. I think everyone should love magic. I'm going to make my kids have a magician at the birthday party. I just think it's great. So that's weird, but it's true. Thing that I hate... I hate when people say my name wrong, but I kind of just move on with it in my life. Oh,
0: now I'm worried. (laughs) No, you said Laura. You're Uh, good. You're good.
1: I hate it. I never say that I hate it because I'm sure I say other people's name wrong, but I hate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of hate when people's kind of hate. I understand it when they spell my name wrong and I'm like...
1: Or and, when they use your last name, I'm like, dear uh, yeah. Krug. And you're like, but clearly that's not it, that, my name. my
0: name. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm glad I said it right. You Ooh. did.
1: You said it right. You were good.
0: Um, so, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank Appreciate you for it. having me. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with post-production support from Sam Robertson. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com. Tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love hearing from listeners. You can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes and links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.